Yeah, that that uh that video was impactful. She said that her husband, uh, her her husband told her before he passed that he made uh, she made him feel like he can do anything. And I put a video out earlier today of myself where we were talking about last week about something about uh, stroking the egos, and I think that's what prompted her to start this conversation. She's coming in a minute, y'all. I just I had to resend the link to her. Uh, she said her camera's rejecting her, but she's coming in just a moment. But uh, but yeah, that 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 was powerful. And I want to ask ladies, because I've heard women say that before that uh, I'm not gonna stroke your ego. Or I don't want to stroke your ego. Why do why 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 not? Y'all answer. Let, let's have a dialogue right quick while we're waiting on LMJ to get here. Uh, Kiki, why why wouldn't you? Uh, who else? And who else is listening? Y'all let y'all let me know who's in the chat so we can have a dialogue. We can have a conversation. If you're talking about possibly. Uh, being in a relationship with someone or uh, someone potentially being marriage material or someone that you would be that one that you would want to spend the rest of your life with, why wouldn't you want to stroke that person's ego? I mean, mean, I've heard them say you don't want them to have, get too big of a head or, you know, anything. But if stroking his ego, and, and and you do understand that one of the love languages is uh, one of the love languages is uh, words of affirmation. So some people that, and I'm being honest, that that's my love language. Uh, my love language is words of affirmation. So when a person tells me, you know, James, you can do it, James, you can do it, James, you can do it. Yeah. That does it for me, man. That's like, that's like uh, the 93 octane in my car, man, that gets, that gets me going. So I want to know why, why would a, would a person say that? What'd you say, Kiki? Let me see what Kiki says. Kiki said, I always have because I love for my ego to be stroked. And that makes sense. I mean, because if you stroke someone else's ego, and, and, that, and we're just saying that for lack of better terms, we could say, uh, if we don't want to say lack, uh, stroke of ego, we could say something like, uh, uh, fee, uh, we could say something like uh, affirm them because somebody said that affirmation is like oxygen for the soul or we could talk about uh, stroking the ego. We could talk about encouraging them. I know last week LMJ was saying something about how she made her, uh, she tell her to call her children champ every morning because she's trying to, uh, you know, she wants them to feel a certain way leaving the house like they're winners. And that's a good thing. Listen, she's in the back room. So let me go ahead and grab her. If y'all are in, if y'all are in here now uh, and you're listening, do me a favor, go ahead and share this, go ahead and share it. Let's get some people on. So we can go ahead and get this conversation started. LMJ, what's up? I was kind of going over a recap of last week about your video when you told when you said Jermaine told you that you felt like you made him feel like you could do he could do anything. And uh, and I was I was asking him why wouldn't you want to stroke your significant other's ego? Kiki says she didn't have a problem with that because she loves for hers to be stroked. So uh, we so we, but we're talking about we're talking. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Say hi, LMJ. You're here now. What's going on? Hi, that's all you just ran ambushed me. Good evening, sir. How are you? Um, hope you are well. It's a good start to the day. Um, I'm good. I'm trying it's the end of the day now. It's the end, it's the end. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so I'm probably gonna dive into bed as soon as this, this episode is over. So believe you me. So uh LMJ, we're going, we're continuing this discussion. Of no. what marriage material is. No, into, and, no. Hi, James. How are you? Hey, LMJ. How are you? Oh, we just did that. 
No, you did not do that. You brushed past me. Uh, you just man, I'm going to bed. And I'm going to bed. No, what I say when you first I say hey, say hey to everybody. That's all I say. All right, let's start over. LMJ, hey, how you doing? Good, Jason. It's a good day to have a good day, even if it's eight o'clock or nine o'clock, or you tired to go to bed. It's a good day. It's a good day to have a good day. Oh, I would because I didn't say hi. I didn't. Have, I didn't. Oh, that, would, that didn't mean I was having that. a bad day. You inferred. I never said that. You inferred. I said that. I said one of my statements. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I but it was, it was a strategically placed. How y'all doing? Hey y'all. How y'all doing? Welcome. I said. I inferred. I said it's a good day. How y'all doing? I'm inferred, good. Now inferred, deferred. Okay. I'm gonna do like Erica. What's his name? What's his name? Erica. Hold on, my battery's on though. Man, say uh, navigate, delineate, uh, confer, defer, infer, chauffeur, whatever kind of fur, whatever. But I'm having a good. I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. I get. I'm having a good day. Today is good. It was just a restful day for me. It was a preacher Sabbath for me today, so I took it. I took it and sat here and did as much or nothing as I could. Hello, Jessica Fulce Thompson. Hello, Shanquita Jones. Hello, Kiki Jarrett. Uh, so it's 909 and we're getting ready to can we get started now, LMJ? Is it okay? Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Good, good. So <laughs> we're talking about what marriage material is, but part of talking about what marriage material is is also talking about what marriage material is not. Um I put a question out on Facebook today. And it's not so much the question, uh, and it's it's the response to the question or the, the approach to the answer to the question. The question I asked, and it was just a random question because I mean, and there's no right or wrong answer in it. But sometimes we just run to one answer. The question I asked was if if you're one, once a cheater is is uh, if, no, if he cheated with you, will they cheat on you? And everybody was like, yes, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent agree. So no doubt. Yes. Funny. Can I tell uh, you what's funny about that? What's that? The way that that question reads would be that everybody answered um, has to understand that the other person was involved in the cheating as well. So just for example, if they cheated on you with you, you're the person that cheated as well. <laughs> you're a cheater too. You're the cheater too. You're a cheater too. <laughs> You're a cheater too. I mean, I, I, I did. That is how I asked the question, and I, and I, because when, when you started responding, I mean, because you got tricked. She started writing paragraphs on them, y'all. I promise you did. <laughs> so when she started doing her, her paragraphs, I'm over here, yeah. Listen, because this is an introvert's entertainment. Sometimes asking listen questions. To like the question, folks. I'm sitting at home oh, laughing my behind off while this question is going on. But I mean, just exegetically, let's go one word for if. They cheated with that means with I'm involved you, then they'll own you. Oh, absolutely. Not cheat on you, cheated with you. <laughs> you have to look at the you have to break down the pieces to the question. If they if you cheat, like you're a cheater too. Like it's synonymous. He didn't ask if a person cheated on you, would they cheat with you? You're the involved person in this process. So we all, if we look at it from this perspective, you're just as involved. And so we will emphatically answer something. I wish Avery was on here. You need to tag him. 
And we emphatically answer this from such a place like, yes, 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 yes. We're not really thinking about the question. The way the question is phrased, you're the cheater as well. And if you're the cheater as well, like what he's asking is if you guys go and be in a relationship, do you think that this person is going to cheat on you in the next relationship? It's just like there is no black and white. And I didn't mean to cut you off. It just got me because there's no black and white to this. There's so many other dynamics and things that uh, come with this or go with this or um, they have to be broken down in this. I have known people who have had affairs and have healthy, significant marriages. It's no, this is it. This is it. And I think the problem that I constantly have and may way, way why we may be missing it in so many relationships in so many other ways is because of the dynamics, okay, I was sharing, of how we just absolutely put everything in one box, in one size, in one fit all, and this is men, this is women, speaking from a man, speaking from a woman, when all of our sum total of our experiences um, affect how we respond, how we live, how we do, what we say, and what goes on with us. I can't say this is a woman's perspective. I can say this is my perspective as a woman, the experiences that I've had as a woman who's had these things happen or who has felt a certain way, but I can't generalize. Um, I can't say, somebody wrote under that post and said, so I guess people can be delivered from everything but cheating me. I was like, uh, right, like, or people can't change. So then we assume that people don't change, that people are always the same way. So it's just deep for me to see the answers because there's, they people were so emphatic, right? And we get to feel passionate. We get to feel passionate about what we feel, but people are like, yes, like, yes. Wait, no thought at all. Yes. No like, thought at all. No room for growth. No room for change. No room for opportunities. No no background. I ain't got to have the background information. And I'm not justifying anything, right? But I don't have to have the background. But I could set out a proposal of things tonight that will begin to make us think about ourselves. Like, what happened in the relationship? What was going on in, 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 in the relationship? What doors were open? What doors needed to be closed? Um, what had happened to the person um, growing up? What were cultural things that were norms? What were the norms? What were the unwritten rules? It's just so much depth to this thing called cheating. And then like we can be tied in into some deep emotional trenches with people but they not be sexual, but they still be deep emotional trenches that are satisfying us, men or female, right? So mm-hmm. it's so, so much more. It's never black and white. And unfortunately, we have bought into stereotypes, lies, um, boxes, things in which we just simply have believed them to be truth. 
and they don't mean they're necessarily truth. And it's also necessarily not an all truth that can go. And if we ever become critical thinkers, yeah, that, that's or even or even as the word says in Romans 12 and 1, when he was talking about living, if we ever become rational to the word of God, we be believers, but we'll never believe nobody can change. We'll believe in the redemption power of God's love and blood on this side. So we normalize that once a person, oh, you're going to always be an alcoholic. You're going to always be a cheater. You're going to always be a violator because cheating ranks high on what's a no-no for us. Well, for many of us, it's probably been because we've been violated or because it's the thing in us that we've sworn will never happen to us. It's so many layers. Avery has said that it's so many layers to this that it doesn't even like, it just doesn't even make sense. So it was deep for me. I was like, y'all the cheater too? Read what he wrote. Everybody like, yes, cheater. I should have came under everybody who said yes and say, okay, cheater. (laughs) But you know, but the thing is, is that, and this is the part for me is that, like, oh, like when we had our private conversation about that, you know, you said it's a lot of hurt people in that conversation or, 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 and it's not even, and some of it is not even hurt that they've even experienced it. Some of it's projected hurt, right? They're, yeah. they're taking on the hurt of somebody else, you know, that, that supposedly got cheated or that, or maybe that did get cheated on or whatever. Uh, but the thing is, and you said it just a moment ago, it's so, we're so quick to project our feelings as though everybody else feels the same way, you know, you know uh, every, or everybody else does the same thing, you know, uh, cause we, uh, even the, the guy who put the post up earlier today talking about the, uh, when we're talking about what marriage is, and he said he was the one that suggested that we do a show yeah. on what marriage material is not. He said, yeah. and tell them, you know, he said, tell them, you know, doing the, uh, taking the back shots with the Instagram pictures and all, whatever yeah. he, the word he used, yeah. you know, that's not yeah. it. And at the end, and I want us to get to the point LMJ, well, we could say instead of saying that that's not it, um, say that's not it for me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That's not or, it for me because right. it's, everybody don't feel the same way. I, mean, I wear yeah. a size twelve shoe. Yeah, I know somebody else who wears a size nine. I wouldn't dare try to put that person that try a uh, size nine on, right? Yeah, and I have I'm my own experience. Women. I don't wear tiny shoes. I don't have tiny feet, so I can't put on no tiny shoes. And I'm not getting ready to. It's uncomfortable. And it puts you in a space where your feet hurt, like just for real, right? Oh yeah, but we get upset for other people so much. I just, I just don't understand it. We, we run out fighting everybody else's battle, and, yeah, it's, and, and I get it sometimes. Tonight, and they're not saying nothing. I wish I would tap in because that's what's going to heal our community. People just kind of sitting in, tap in, share your thoughts, share your feelings. We're not going to put you on blast. We want to hear from you. Exactly. Well, because your thoughts are important. This is how our communities get stronger. It's how our communities heal. This is how we get better. Share the video tonight. Uh, we only have two more sessions tonight in the next session. And we want to get into this because this is what's going to break up um, the, the beliefs that we have had that are hindering whole and healthy marriages, uh, breaking the rhythm for what God intended for marriage. And um, keeping us in a space where uh, we are continuously repeating the same mistakes, the same issues, the same problems, um, and everything else. I just, I just want to say that. Um, well, but let's, can we talk about that black and white way of thinking? Because 
that black and white way of thinking that everything is black and white doesn't only apply to that question. Mm-mm. See, that, that black and white way of thinking is a mentality that we carry in everything. You know, I always say that the greatest enemy of originality is the template. You know, and, and because we, we love to take a template because a template doesn't require much thought. It doesn't require much creativity. So it, within relationships, right, it requires some type of creativity. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, you ain't going to always have a roadmap. Sometimes, you know, you might, the GPS might be set a certain way, but then you got to, you, you look, you get to a certain point and there's a roadblock. Now at the roadblock, what do you do? Do you make a, you, you got to make a decision now and you got to make a conscious decision on how I'm going to get around this roadblock. And I think that's what happens when this mentality is leading us into relationships. I think, you know, we're saying if it ain't like this, if it, if, it, if the, every I isn't dotted, if every T isn't crossed, if everything isn't right, then there you go. I like that, Jessica. Jessica said, I'm just I'm say, and that, that's my sister, yeah. like sister for my sister. We, Jonathan and David, she is absolutely right. There is no grace in the black and white, right? And then if we're looking for materials, which I know how I feel about materials and relationships anyway, um, it's very legalistic, um, it's very controlling, it's very demanding. Um, it leaves no room for grace, and it does not necessarily, for those of us that believe, re, re, um, um, leave room for God. Now, I said something to you earlier today, and I want to repeat it here because I think it's most significant. If you are looking for the perfect person, I'm going to help you today. You're going to be looking for a long time <laughs> because having the perfect mate leaves no room for God. Because you come in and then I'm going to deal with when you think you own. <laughs> you think you won't point in a second. Um, if you're looking for the perfect person, because in the unity of the marriage should be you, God, and the other person. Absolutely. If you are looking for a person with all these things that you've crossed, you've dotted, you've teed, you've whatever, then there is no going to leave no room for God to come in and be the in-between, in-between y'all. And you're going to need God in the in-between, in-between y'all. Because he's what's really going to make this thing shape and shift and come into where he can get the glory out of it. God is supposed to get some glory out of your marriage. Well, if you find the perfect mate, then most likely, and I'm just being real, there is a box that you will live in. That doesn't leave much room for grace because once they operate outside of what you saw was perfect, um, that doesn't leave much room for error because once they operate outside of the error, you're going to say they failed you. But when you understand that I'm never going to find this perfect list or this perfect person, I put myself in a position to open up my opportunities to see who God may have for me or to take chances on what God may have for me in, in this, in this season. I was watching a cute little movie. Um, it was Kevin Durant's story with his mom and she was set up on a date. Well, nobody knew she had kids. The man didn't have kids. As soon as he found out she had kids, he shut it down. 
Wow. He didn't want to talk to her no more. And I'm like, and I know it's just a story, but I'm like, how much opportunity did he miss? Because he has an idea in his head of what this person should look like or be like, and it leaves no room for grace and it leaves no, no room for God to make your story beautiful. God loves to make our stories beautiful. He just, he just does. He likes to be in, in the mix. So if you are forever listening, so perfect people exist in the space of black and white. Now, not that I know of, I'm going to be very clear. My husband never cheated on me. Not that I know of, right? So I've never operated in that space. Now I've dated some people and found out some things potentially later or some things that I've thought. But so I can't say how this would affect me in further relationships. But when we are choosing or deciding or believing, there is no cut in Cut, uh, cut. Somebody said they're trying to type eat oxtails and cabbage at the same time. He's texting me at the same time. Yeah. Hey, Jarvis, there is no cut and paste way to do this in life. And what fits for you may not fit for me. Even at the suggestion that we are listening to relationship podcasts and relationship uh, advice and books and all this stuff, beneficial. But they only help give us thought to what could potentially be going on in our lives. It is no framework. I cannot say all men are. You cannot say all women are, right? Because then we hit those black and white places with no space for for gray in the middle. It just it just it's just deep. It's just too many layers to this. So got a question. I got yep. a question. And I, I want to ask you this question. And I also want to ask the audience a question. So okay. when I ask questions, please don't please do this before you ask the answer the question. Do this first. Don't just answer right away. Do this. Go. So that yeah. means you're thinking. Because it's, it's it's usually another layer to the question. Okay. It's not a, just a quick yes or no question, right? So let me just say this right quick. Do you think setting high such high standards. Now, not saying that you shouldn't have standards because you should have standards, but I'm talking about lofty, high, almost unobtainable standards. Do you think sometimes setting standards like that is a form of self-sabotage? Because what it does is when I when I set standards like that, if I never reach it, then I always have the excuse of saying, well, couldn't nobody meet, reach, my, reach my standards? But like LMJ said, when you do that, you don't leave any room for grace. Now, I want y'all to think about that question and then answer me. Do you think setting high, almost unobtainable, not and it should be obtainable, but setting such high goals is a form of self-sabotage? Go, LMJ, go. I, I, so let, let, let me say this. I'm, I struggle with this. Because I know a lot of times we formulate goals out of desires. Um, I also know that if our desires are not properly aligned with God desires for us, we will have goals that have nothing to do with the kingdom perspective of marriage. That's my one thought process. Two, um, if we just going to live according to the standard of culture, even. Um, 
if we don't really understand, remember when we first talked about what marriage material was, having someone that we can go through life with that's willing to continue to do the work, to grow, all this other stuff. I'm real good with these are the goals or the desires, but I struggle sometimes when we make a person a goal and often think if we think in terms of relationships as achievements, then we won't fulfill, we will never walk in true fellowship. (laughs) If I think of relationship in terms of achievement, then we will never walk in true fellowship because I'm looking at you again from the place of a standard that reflects a desire in me. People are going to fail you. People are just going to fail you. They are. Somebody's going to mess up. Somebody's going to make a mistake. Well, if I place these spaces and things in my life and say, this is what I need and this is what I have to have, I could be letting myself down. I also could be not in tune what I need in my life. Sometimes you don't know what you need until you experience it. And sometimes you don't know what you need until you're in the uh, parameters of it. And once you're in the, or until you lose it. Mm. Sometimes you just don't know. Um, It's like when I decided I wasn't going to date and I had put myself in this wall and the Lord had just started dealing with me. Like, you're not going to know what you like or want if you don't get out your little safe space trying to protect your heart. Give me your heart. I will not let it get broken. Might have a few stings in there, but you don't know what you want because I'll be 50 this year. You don't know what you want. What you wanted, uh, what you wanted may not be necessarily what you need. Mm-hmm. I might be saying I want something, it may not be what I need. Uh, Jessica said, we treat others the way we treat ourselves as a reflection of how you talk to and handle yourself agree. Jarvis said, inhale, exhale. Some of my greatest memories from, were from breaking rules. Same thing for me. My wife said she never date a dude with kids. My son was two years old, accidentally peed on her when, when he fell asleep while she was holding him. She was mo- his mother until he died at 21. I can't say the word he said. F standards. When you pray for a thing, let God do him. Jarvis, you are my brother. (laughs) You are my brother. (laughs) That is how I feel. Do away with your standards. If you will commit to let God in between this thing, he will flip this thing up, turn this thing around, and give you the greatest pleasure you have ever known it's such a box that we place ourselves in when we live by list and we live there's no opportunity that's all i've been thank you for saying that i've been saying that i've been saying that for the last six months (laughs) we limit list sometimes limit us when it comes to relationships because guess what like you, you some things you don't even know you need no, there's some things you don't even realize that you need, and and but guess who does know what you need? Yes. God knows, and he and he's already prepared. If if you leave yourself, if you give yourself the grace 
<laughs> if you open yourself up enough for someone to come in. But the problem is, like you said, we come in, well, we talked about it last week. We come in with preconceived notions. We're, we're so affected by outside entity and outside noise, people making subliminal suggestions about our relationships. Uh, somebody else got hurt. So we're going to protect ourselves from getting hurt the same way. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, this boy didn't just say that. It ain't even your story. But you done took their story, Project. ran with their story, and made it your life yeah. and said, oh, I ain't never going to be hurt. But you're not even looking at the fact of the trail of brokenness that they operate in. So you make sure, I'm not sorry, not going to be their story. And everything that you have adopted about their story, yeah. you begin to relive yeah. their trail of brokenness, yeah. which never lets you trust men or women. I ain't going to say what. Yeah. It's going to never let you trust men or women. You're going to assume, assume everybody operates the same way. You're yeah. going to assume everybody has uh, the same needs. I'm going to tell you something. This was probably one of the funnest things. Somebody was out offering me to go to lunch. And I said, give me a second. I'm cleaning and I'm cooking. And he said, <laughs> I can't even get this out. What? You don't even look like the domesticated type. Wow. And now, said, what does a domestic type look like? I said, what? Can you no, cook? You don't even look like the domesticated type. I like like domestic. See, I'm a little smart, some smart in the mouth. Like domesticated, like an animal. Like what the heck is domesticated? Like I've been broken like a horse. Like what do you mean? I don't look like the domesticated type. And he was like, you know, because you're so pretty and you so fashion forward. And I was like. <laughs> Like, I'm all, like, who else doing laundry around here? Like, my boys, they do some laundry, but if I'm doing laundry, like, who else doing laundry around here? And I you might just, thought you had a maid. I, hey, if my budget allowed, I would, yeah. right? Yeah. But my budget don't allow that. Like, <laughs> like domesticated type. And then it was like, and you cook. And I was like, yeah, like. How you think we so can I ask a question? Him saying that was that was that an insult? It was it was I was surprised. Okay. And the reason that I was surprised was like he had a typecast for and so that that troubles me, right? Okay. Because and it's the same thing I deal with now. I'm gonna be honest, since we opened this door, it troubles me because that means he was assuming about, about me before he got to know me. Now I fall in this in many ways, okay. many ways. And I've had to experience this in many ways. One, the call to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on my life sometimes limits me from the dating pool because people think I am so focused because of the call. Now I am focused on the call because this is what I'm called to do, like a doctor or like a lawyer or whatever else. This is what I am called to do. This is uh -huh. what I, I get paid to do. I'm just going to say it that way, right? This is the call of my life with what I'm called to do. Well, it often typecasts me because people see me working so hard for the kingdom, which for me, 
he, I owe him my life. Like I owe God my life, right? So what I do for the kingdom is because I owe God my life. Well, then it's assumed that after I preach, I guess I don't eat, sleep, <laughs> drink, use the bathroom or anything else <laughs> outside. Okay, of- so you can't do that to me because I see what you say. Don't do me like Thank that. Thank you. For real. I know. <laughs> I have a whole life that once the cameras are off, once I'm out the podium, once I'm not writing the book, when I'm Judah and Josiah's mom and Javen and Jaleel and Jermaine and, and my grandson, when I'm with them, I'm not, and I've had to learn this myself because sometimes we can get complicated. I'm not um, pastor or minister or teacher or evangelist, LMJ. I'm their mom. When I hung with my girls this weekend, I was not at the table preaching the gospel. No, you didn't look. No, no, you look. Like, I was about to. I was. I was about to ask you for your autograph to text me your autograph. Well, you look like, you look like a. You look like a superstar. So I'm about to send you. Tell me, like, text me your autograph. I needed it. Like when I was at the awards Saturday, I wasn't in clergy wear. Like no, I was, no, she wasn't in clergy wear. If y'all hadn't seen no, she wasn't in clergy wear. So with all love showed and stuff. Like that. Uh, I wasn't in clergy wear, right? <laughs> so it's hard. When, boom, I remember I met a guy a long time ago and we was just kind of hanging out talking. We had met somewhere and he was like, man, you no. way different than what I assumed about you on social, on, on social media. Like, it seems like you perfect. I said, then I know you're not listening to any <laughs> devotional I've done. because I've been testifying the whole time. I talk about my imperfect ways all the time, all the time, all the time, right? So if I have an about Consumer Reports published a study showing 95% of supplements on the market are contaminated and contain magnesium stearate, which decreases absorption and increases a toxic material in the body, which has a lot of pesticides in it. Many companies are labeling it as a vegetable stearate. Central Silver has at least three diets that are listed on the national cancer list as a potential carcinogenic. Most of the minerals in it are in the form of oxides. Oxides oxidize the body. That means they rust the body out. At Immune Wellness Pharmacy, you will receive supplements that are dispensed in glass bottles. They're vegetable capsules with no additives, no dyes, no fillers, no preservatives, no magnesium stearate. To know your body is absorbing the nutrients it needs, stop Immune Wellness Pharmacy. That's pharmacy with an F. Go to immunewellnesspharmacy.com to shop now. Immune Wellness Pharmacy. Restore. I remember even a friend of mine, he was shady too. When I was in a mix amongst other gentlemen, he said, I threw shade. And I said, what kind of shady? What kind of shade did you throw? It's so funny. You walked past and they were like, my God, who is that? Right? And he said, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Pastor LMJ. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. She's a I godly that. woman. I hate it. And I, I hate said, that. Through all, he 
just like, yeah, there wasn't nobody uh, press, press up on you. Wasn't nobody pressing in your space. Well, I know how to handle somebody pressing in my space. I'm a lady. Uh, I know how to conduct myself. But if you assume you know me or you got me or I operate in flow in a certain way, you may miss out on the best blessing. What has happened is typically we're letting the call or maybe the way a person looks or whatever else. There it is. There it is. Full circle. The outcome of who this person is. Yeah. Baby, I'm multifaceted. I'll blow your mind. Like I will blow your mind to the things and the depth of who I am. But I'm also a person that I don't need to, I don't have to give you, I, I used to try to run my list so that you could pick me. No, get past the cover, read the first 50 pages and find out how interesting the book really is. <laughs> like find out how interesting the book, and we usually don't do that. So we typecast, we assume, we do whatever else and we miss. So now, because I'm just living brave. I just said, uh, no, I don't have, somebody said, just say, she just asked, are you messy? Not at all. I'm so private. It's crazy. I'm so cool and laid back. It's crazy. It's so, I'm such a good confidant. It's crazy. Like, I'm just not a messy person. I'm not a perfect person. My mouth is what my mouth slips sometimes. I'll tell people coming to the door and I will believe in you so much that I'll be a bully or pushy. Those are my flaws, right? And I'm a little clingy. Like I'm a little clingy. Like if I'm in your space, I'm trying to be all up under you. I want, if you turn, I'm trying to turn with you. Judah, come turn on the air. <laughs> if you turn, I'm trying to turn with you. I'm trying to hold your hand. Uh, you might not like PDA public. I love it. Like I'm trying to, public displays of affection for everybody that don't know. For what anybody that don't know, you might not like PDA. I love uh PDA. I'm probably gonna walk up and grab your booty in public. No, don't uh, do that. Like, oh, that's that. So I'm just, I'm just. Don't this, do that one. I'm just, yeah, I'm just that person, right? So, and that may make you uncomfortable, right? Those are my oh. issues that maybe. So I will believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. And sometimes, Let, can that, I show one? That seems a little bully, huh? Can I show one? Show what? Because <laughs> I mean, they, some of them, some of them were known when I played this uh this little clip earlier. So yeah. let me show him when she talks about how she uh how she supports. Um, I know okay. for a fact. Um, I'm just being honest. Just based on some closing conversations that I had with my husband, um, had we not been married, he would have not been able to really fulfill his purpose. Wow. He opened a nonprofit organization, sickle cell support services. He was walking into ministry, and he tells me all the time um, that would not not be able to fulfill his purpose had I not been the mate, the person that he linked with, he needed me. He told me that multiple times. He's like, I needed you because there were things in you that not, and we like to use the term complete because he was complete through God, but there were things in you that spoke into my purpose to help me give birth to the man that I was going to become, right? Oh, wow. um, there were things in you that um, tapped me from a space 
that nobody else could tap me, that could nobody else could pull on me. There were things in you um, that would make me believe. So we 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 didn't have a lot of resources. And one time we had we had a band. Um, that was so funny that my dad had helped God get us, and the alternator went out in the van. Mm-hmm. And um, he we didn't have a lot of money. We had money to get the alternator, but we didn't have money to put the alternator in the van. And so uh, it was funny because Jermaine said to me, he was like, what do we need to do? I said, oh, we just listen, watch a video. Let's find a video on YouTube. Watch the video. You can put this alternator in this van. And so he got the he got the video, he watched the video for a couple of days. He wound up calling a friend and it took him a few days, but in a few days, he put that alternator in that van and he came to me later and he said, you make me feel like I can do anything. Man, I'm going to tell you, Hey, Avery and Jarvis and me and that listen, when she said that that man told her, you make me, when you, when a, when a woman makes a man feel like he can do anything, I mean, that means she's seen, you know what? When you have somebody who's willing to cover your wounds, that's, that's like, uh, Noah had three sons, right? And when Noah got drunk that one time, you know, one of them wanted to go and let everybody know that daddy was drunk. But the other two walked in and covered it up. And when they covered it up, you know what was interesting? They didn't even walk in forward. They walked in backwards because they didn't even want to see their daddy like that. Right. And so when you got a spouse or you got a girlfriend or you got a significant other that you're in and and it's a covenant relationship or you're trying to cover and come in the covenant relationship, you're going to cover up those things if you care enough. Yeah. If you if if you if you're invested enough, you yeah. don't want to see that person go down, go out bad mm-hmm. like that. You don't um, want to see that person go down. First you want to make sure that person's covered. First Corinthians thirteen whatever says love keeps no record of wrongs, and then the other part of the scripture talks about how basically that love, real love, is not looking for you to fail. At that's not what I'm looking for. And then when you fall, I'm not ha ha ha. You fail, right? That's not what love is. And so love needs to look at the, I'm not looking for your mistakes. I'm looking for you to get better. Now, I will tell you, there are some things that happen between my late husband and I that I will not reveal because he is not here to defend himself. So my honor for him goes to the grave. Like my honor for him has to go to the grave as well because he's not here to tell his part of the story. And there are some things that were painful between us. It was not a perfect marriage. There were some things that um, later on, like that we discussed that were deep. There were some things that got healed and there were some things that not that didn't get healed. Um, but because he's not here to defend his case, I are things that I just won't share. I'll share them in private moments, but not public moments because he's not here to take up for himself, right? Um, he, he's not, so I shouldn't put him out there to the space of whatever. Cause, and he did so many things so well. The last two years of our, our marriage were um, filled with grace, with love, because we also understood the concept of time. And I would tell anybody, the last two years we were together were so dynamic um, because we focused on what was important, I really can't remember the other 11 years. I'm telling you, um, I remember pockets 
but the last two years were the most monumental moments for us that I have embraced and I hold on to and cherish. So whatever happened, uh, whatever happened prior to those years are insignificant. What happened after that we ended well is what I feel like. Um, And what I mean by ended well was not with mistakes, with decisions that we would choose joy, uh, with decisions that we would uh, face death with dignity, with decisions that we would love with. And it's probably why I love so intense now with decisions that we would love without limits, with decisions that we would be honest about our brokenness, um, with decisions um, uh, with the, this funny, with the decisions that, um, with the decisions, these were decisions we had to make with the decisions that we would cover each other with an intense amount of grace an intense amount of love and a tense amount of respect and a tense amount of honor. And I was struggling during the time. I mean, when I knew I was leaving, he, he was losing him. I was really struggling with a lot of things and I know he was keeping me covered because I was kind of all over the place, um, trying to emotionally grasp him leaving me. Um, And so we made made some decisions in our marriage. And so, you know, we got another week and I want to say, but I want to end with it. I want to end tonight thinking on these things. We got another week. Um, I said some strong things like this is the, the decisions. Like these are the decisions we make. If you're going to look at some material for a person or look for a person, you need to look for someone who wants to walk with you. Yeah. Like that need to be in the top of your list for what is marriage material, that this is a person that wants to take this journey in life with me. Right. And understands that I'm going to come with some issues and some problems. I told you earlier, I was singing that little song. Now I've been singing all day. Um, uh, by uh, Outcast. I know some of y'all say, y'all may not know this, <laughs> but the song Roses by Outcast. And I think we have to think from this because broken people always think we don't do nothing wrong, right? We yeah, always think it's the other person. And the song is about a rivalry, like between two high school crews. Um, uh, but And they're after this same girl, right? And they're in a girl girl group called Roses. But when you look at the 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 song, there's a line in there um, that says, "I know you like to think yo is don't stink." S H I T don't stink. <laughs> but lean a little closer, <laughs> and the roses do smell like boo boo. <laughs> like, yeah, a little rhythm to it. A little rhythm yeah, to it. Like lean a little it. closer with boo ooh, 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 right and. For me, when you start thinking of that as a person, you have to be very careful because when we are broken or when we have had a tragedy or trauma or something happen to us, we never look to see whether or not we stink. Wow. We never like to look at whether or not we stink. We we don't. We don't. We don't look um, to see that we stink. We don't look to see that we have problems. We take on a victim mentality. Every time. And that mentality leads us into decision making 
for every relationship because we really don't let go and let God. We are the walking wounded and we are leaking everywhere. And unfortunately, unfortunately, when you are walking and wounded and you are leaking everywhere, um, you spread whatever that is that's on you and that you're going through. I mean, I'm just being real. And that impacts your decision making. That impacts how you see everybody else. I was a hot mess. Me, the woman, was a hot mess. Now, let me skip past Jermaine, because y'all think my story was just Jermaine. Dated somebody for nine months. uh, Thought we were going to get married. I did. Now, he never said that. He mentioned, but he never said that. Mm -hmm. But I thought that's the path that we were headed on. When he broke up with me, um, it was the most powerful moment ever. When he broke up with me, I was really, really, um, I was depressed. It was hard. Like, it was just, it was really a crazy moment because I couldn't understand. How could he break up with me? I'm absolutely everything he needs. (laughs) Of course you are. I'm everything he needs. Like, my stuff don't stink. He don't know what he missing. Boom, boom, boom. I'm just going to be real. Uh And actually, a really good friend of mine came to me and said, hey, if the breakup is taking you this far down the road, then you are not in God like you think you are. Oh, wow. Like your relationship with God ain't in the right space because you be able to forgive him, release him, and let him go, right? And stop justifying why y'all didn't work and putting it on his dysfunction without recognizing and realizing you may be a little dysfunctional as well. Wow. A good friend. That's what I call a good friend. Wow. And when he, when he said that, when he said that, what it began to do for me is I began to do some work on myself to find out who Lakeisha was, um, why Lakeisha responded to the breakup the way that she responded. And I realized that there was a lot of hurt and frustration that was probably in me even before my late husband. I just walked into some grace and some love and was so buried in life. So when he went, so... I read a book that probably changed my life and it was love. Like you've never been hurt um, by, I think it's Jensen Franklin. And when I read that book, it began to let me do deeper digging on myself to realize there was so much more that I needed to figure out before myself for about myself before I came into somebody else's life and missed it. Hmm. Wow. Cause when I'm emotionally, irresponsible knowing that I still carry things that I haven't dealt with yet. Wow. Then I shouldn't walk into somebody else's life. Well, just mess it up. But you I, know, we do that though, LMJ. And the reason a lot of people do that is because they run from pain to pleasure. You know, I mean, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta replace this because when it's pain, there's a hole in my life. Yep. And I need to, and I need to and I need to put something in this hole and and yep. pleasure makes me feel good right yep. uh it, yep. it validates me 
And and then yeah. if it if it doesn't feel good, then what do I do? I, I act out. I respond. I mean, I, well, I, I I respond out of my a trigger. The, well, the trigger, my yeah. trauma kicks in, right? And, yeah. and the trauma it reminds me of something from the past. And all of a sudden, rather than trying to rehabilitate, what are the first thing I do? I amputate. I yeah. cut it off. I don't even yeah. take a chance. I don't even take a chance to try to put this thing together. I give up so fast. And, and that's that's what we do. We don't have any stick to itiveness anymore. We don't we don't want to go through anything. You know, I, there's a process you go through, you grown through, and then you grow through. But yeah. I've never I've never seen a seed that didn't have to encounter some type of dirt. No. Some type a seed has to encounter some type of dirt. And that's and if we view our life as a seed that's ever evolving, that's ever growing. At yeah. some point, we're gonna have to deal with some type of dirt, right? Yeah. And when we run through it, that but but it's the dirt, it's the messy stuff that actually helps us grow. Yeah. And 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 and, and we grow uh, we grow through that adversity. I, I like to say adversity has a way of advancing us. It, yeah. it has a way of advancing us. But most of us, we would rather amputate as soon yeah. as we feel any type of adversity. I'm done. I don't like pain, so I stop. I quit. I quit. Yeah, and and, and pain doesn't mean that it's not becoming something no. right like it's so even in a relationship pain doesn't mean it's not becoming something we have bought the disney fairy tale for so long and i can i can i say this we bought the disney fairy tale for so long and when we buy the disney fairy tale for so long and not realize now let me say this because you may wind up being with somebody that is not a man of color I need to, because I'm very strong. And one of my friends helped me understand why. He said, probably because you're a mother of sons, right? I have older sons. Very strong and very protective of how we treat our men of color, especially our African-American men. I'm very protective of them. And the reason I'm very protective is because I feel like you guys almost like our endangered species. Absolutely. And if we don't put you on the list like we do the eagle, because you are important to our culture, you are important to our community. You are important to um, how we are protected, how we live, how we vibe, and what we do, right? Yes. Well, if we don't um, understand, you you might you might be damaged. You might have been molested. Uh, you might have been abused. You might have been abused growing up. You might have been the person cheated on. Uh, you might have seen your mother be um, dogmatic, ostracized, uh, yeah. taken apart. You you may have seen your dad be used. Um, there may be a perpetual cycle of abuse that you come from. For some reason, we assume y'all good. No. Uh, nobody's dealing with your mental health issues. We bulletproof. Nobody's dealing with you trying to find your place in society. Nobody's dealing with the mistreatment that you've received over the years because people feel threatened um, and insecure about who you are. And we keep addressing y'all. I'm just going to say we, I'm not saying all, I can't generalize, but it's what I currently and constantly see. Mm. We keep addressing y'all from a space like y'all all good. And yeah. so if the, 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 let's be biblical for a second. The scripture said there'd be one man to seven women well right now statistically in african-american community that's what the trend is saying for every african-american if you want to be with an african-american person for every african-american male there's probably seven women 
available to the one to the woman well if that's true um based on what i'm seeing is culturally um and that's what go back to like don't nothing stink we may get you fractured <laughs> we may get you unhealed we may catch you in a process what if the grace and the love that flows through me because that's how it's supposed to happen is what changes your life yep then why can't we we always want to talk about i'm gonna be extension oh, i'm being one i'm gonna be extension of god's love we we find with that until it comes with marriage and the relationship that god may call us to we don't want to do no grace and no extending in. We ain't got no time for that because in my mind, I created a list. I've decided you're going to be made out of this material right here with no chance to evolve. And I'm not even looking for your, I ain't talking about potential like you a hot mess, but I'm not even looking for what God may be saying to me about the full potential of who you are. Because mm. I got my list and all I'm concerned about is my needs being met. And I ain't even trying to figure out you out. Why we done got enough of y'all that's hurt and that's damaged and that's whatever. That's fine. But who going who gonna to be the person to make the decision that we going to restore a remnant just for the just for kingdom <laughs> like who gonna be the decision that i'm gonna be patient with you i and here's the thing i might need to be patient with you and not date you i might need to be patient with you in the friendship so that you experience the power of love in the friendship and then the friendship adds a measure of grace and love that you have never ever experienced before and wow. that love and power flowing through god not through me because we don't we don't harness, we don't contain love. Love belongs to God. It flows through us. And then that measure of love that's inside of me taps something in your heart that says to you, baby, there is so much more life for you to live outside of the life that you've been living. So let me be patient and extend some grace to help nourish you. Because what happens is when you come depleted, you need nour nourishment. Mm -hmm. Can I give you something out of the Bible where the Lord has shown me and I'm just giving you a perspective. Come on, Jarvis, drop you drop your question. Because I got to go to bed in a minute, but I'm giving you extra time because I got to go late. But from perspective, um, think about it. For, we talk about the story with the widow and the oil that never ran out or the widow and she fed the prophet first. Woo! Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. She was in a dire situation. I'm going to help y'all. I'm going to give y'all a little bit today. She was in a dire situation, but she took care of what the prophet needed first. First. The Lord sent the prophet. Like, yep. especially women in the church who we be looking for pastors and preachers and teachers and priests, right? A uh, hundred. Jarvis, I'm an introvert, really, so yes. <laughs> um, I And I have sons that are like that, so yes. Um, I was married to an extrovert, so yes. Um, yes, and I love silence, so Me yes. Too, oh, I love silence, so yes. I disappear in my house all the time. My kid's like, where's she at? Um, where's she, where's she at? Um, and I've had to learn how to take context clues 
to silence because I didn't used to be that way because I told you I can be pushy. Like I want to figure out what your problem is and try to solve it. But now that I'm over my Messiah complex, right? Messiah complex. I can kind of navigate um, through, okay, we need to talk about this. Or if you tell me, hey, I'm through talking about this, that I don't keep pushing into this or trying to bring it up. I used to be that person. But as I've grown to be more mature, I've learned that that's not healthy for our relationship to keep trying to push you in a space to talk about something that you don't really want to talk about or something that you may need time um, to think about. doesn't mean I don't bring the issue. I'm going to bring the issue. But when you through, we through. And I'm not going to, it doesn't mean I'm going to back down. I'm not passive at all. I'm just, I just know how to navigate through the waters until I get clarity of what I need. And as I'm evolving, I'm learning how to do that better. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's that's a good place to close uh, because she got to go to bed. She got to do her thing in the morning. Tell them what you do in the morning. Coffee and conversations with Lakeisha sipping at 6 a.m. We're just a community growing in grace in Jesus Christ. And we get together and we pray and then we try our best to.